Okay, so Rabbi Shalom Lipsker of Bell Harbor is speaking to a man about putting on tefillin. This guy was, just happened recently, he put on tefillin from the age of 13 to 16. He came from a religious home. He's now in his like, 75 around. And at the age of 16, he stopped putting on tefillin. Completely. Never put on again since then. And uh, Rabbi Lipsker meets him and he's like, why just stop putting on film? I don't understand. Never again since you... I mean, he's not like he's atheistic or agnostic or whatever. He just, he's never he's never done it since then. He says, why not? So well, listen, when I was 13, I was in a religious home. I put on film every single day. That's what I did. That's what... I went to show. I went to the synagogue and they put on film in the synagogue. At 16, I left my home. When I left home, so I... Um, I stopped doing what everyone around me was doing. I started doing what I thought. And that, that film never did anything for me. So why should I do it? So Lipsker um, notices in this man's office that there is a mezuzah. He says, what's that? He says, take that down. He says, why should I take it down? I'm a Jew. He says, yeah, but do you know that in the mezuzah, it says exactly what it says in the film. The same words that are in the mezuzah are in the film. In fact... Not only the same words in the mezuzah are in the tefillin, but in the mezuzah, the words in the mezuzah are why you should put on tefillin. It says in the mezuzah, you should put on tefillin. So you're saying that you want to have a mezuzah on your door and not wear tefillin doesn't make any sense. You're saying that you want to be logical. You want to do what makes sense for you. You want to say what you enjoy, what works for you, what helps you. How can you not put on tefillin and put on mezuzah? Either one or the other. Either take down the mezuzah or put on tefillin. And the guy's like, I'm not taking down my mezuzah. You're crazy, Rabbi. Mezuzah, every Jew has a, I'm a Jew, a Jew has a mezuzah. And Lipsker goes back and forth with him, and basically, the, the guy realized, like, there was nothing uh, about the mezuzah that was more logical. That it's the same word, just one's on his door, one's on a piece of wood on his door, and one's on his arm. And there wasn't anything more logical about it, except for just the way that he was, what he was used to. The only reason that he had a mezuzah wasn't because it was logical, it was because that's what Jews do. And therefore, Elizabeth said to him, if that's your attitude, then you should have put on film because that's what Jews do too. I'm, I'm saying this story in context of um, a pretty fundamental thing in this upcoming Torah portion. This Torah portion is the Torah portion. It's the Torah portion where God gives us the Torah. And what exactly happened when God gave us the Torah? What, did, what changed because the Torah was given to us? Some people think that what happened when God gave us the Torah is He gave us mitzvahs, He gave us His commandments. But that's not really true. First of all, the Rambam writes, and Manis writes in his explanation of Mishnayis in Tractate Chulin, chapter 9, he says the reason we do all the commandments that God gave us is because they were given to us at Mount Sinai. Although Abraham was commanded to have circumcision, and although Noah was commanded to have the seven commandments of Noah and Adam, but we don't do all the commandments that were given already, because Adam and Noah were given those commandments, we only give them, we only keep those commandments because they were given to us again at Mount Sinai. It's not enough the fact that we were told to do them, uh, that Abraham and Noah were told to do them, we need to hear it again at Mount Sinai. Why do we need to hear it again? It's it's not that we did. There's some mitzvahs that we didn't know before, and now they were told to us. Even mitzvahs that we were told already, 
We don't do them because we were told before. We do them only because we were told of Sinai. So, in other words, something changed in the actual structure of what a mitzvah is at Mount Sinai. So, let's break this down a little bit. There are some mitzvahs that, Ab- that Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob did, although they weren't commanded to do them. Uh, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the Talmud says, kept all the mitzvahs. And so th- that's a great thing to do. They kept the mitzvahs, although they weren't commanded to them. That's fine. That's wonderful. But that's not why we do the mitzvahs. We do them because God commanded us. One second, God commanded us to do mitzvahs before. God commanded us to do mitzvahs in Egypt. He told us to do, sanctify the moon. He told us to bring the Paschal Lamb. He told Abraham to circumcise himself. Even the mitzvahs that we were commanded before, we don't do them because we, do them because we were commanded before, rather we do them because of Mount Sinai. So there's something that changed in the same mitzvahs that we got before already at Mount Sinai. What, what changed exactly? difference between the mitzvahs before Sinai and mitzvahs after Sinai are the difference is a distinction between heaven and earth or the spiritual and the physical. What does that mean? It says in the um, Song of Songs, The fragrance of your oils is uh, good. Uh, your name is your name is oil. So there's the fragrance of the oil and then there's the oil itself. Your fragrance is good. And then there is your name. Is, the, the verse finishes, your name is the oil itself. What, what does that have to do with uh, this subject? So the Talmud says that all the songs that were sung to God before, before the giving of the Torah Mount Sinai, were like um, fragrances. However, the Torah we study is the oil. The Talmud continues. That's about regarding Torah. Regarding Mitzvah, same thing. Because all the mitzvahs that our forefathers did before, they were like fragrances. But we, the mitzvahs that we do, they're the oil. What's the difference between the fragrance and the oil? What's going on? The Zohar says that when Yaakov was mating the sheep of his father-in-law, he was peeling the sticks he was doing something spiritual at the same time. He was not just mating the sheep, but this, the various kinds of sheep, the speckled sheep, the striped sheep, all different things discussed about those sheep are actually spiritual energies. Speckled means something spiritually, striped means something spiritually. There are different worlds that Yaakov was connecting to through doing this um, mating of the sheep. But although he was doing something very spiritual, the physical sticks that he was using to create this whole spiritual energy weren't affected, weren't changed. They didn't become sanctified through this activity. Because the point of what Yaakov was doing was spiritual. The, the yardstick of what is considered important or not important before the giving of the Torah was what is more spiritual. And the goal was to, to be more spiritual. The goal of mitzvahs after giving the Torah is physical. What is more physical? How does that make sense? So in order for it to make sense, you don't have to go, go way up there. Ready to go way up there, Abraham? You're always up yeah. there. You're, you're ready to go way up there, sure? Yeah. Yes, okay. Let's discuss a, dis- a, a disagreement between Ramesh Kordavari and Arizal. Ramesh Kordavari and Arizal have a discussion about the infinite light of Hashem. The argument is like this. Ramesh Kordavari says, the highest world, world is the world of Atsilas. He says, 
more than Atsilus is the, the difference between this world and the world of Atsilus is less than the difference between Atsilus and the infinite light of God. The infinite light of God is far more different to the highest world of Atsilus than this world is to the world of Atsilus. That shows how amazing the infinite light of Hashem is that compared to that, even though Atsilus is a very spiritual world, but compared to the infinite light of Hashem, its spirituality is negligible. We are closer to the world of Atsilus, and the world of Atsilus is similar to the infinite light of Hashem. So the world of Atsilus is uh, negligible. Its spirituality is negligible, so negligible that we have more in common with Atsilus than Atsilus has with the infinite light of Hashem. That's what Ramesh Kordavari says. The Arizal says, you got it all wrong. According to your, um, your words, this world is even more incomparable, even less, has less in common with infinite light of Hashem than Atsilus does. This world has less to do with infinite light of Hashem than Atsilus has more in common with infinite light of Hashem than this world. Atsilus is a spiritual world that has more in common. It may be, there's a, a, a greater gap between the infinite light of Hashem in this world than there is between the, uh, the infinite light of Hashem and Atsilus, but um, there is, uh, there's, there's still more, you're saying that Atsilus has something in common with Oren Saf. Atsilus has something close to Oren Saf. Says Arizal, compared to the infinite light of Hashem, Atsilus in this world are the same. Hashem is infinite. Infinite means that you can't see Atsilus is closer, you can't see uh, this world is farther. Compared to infinity, just like one and a trillion are the same. Compared to the infinite light of Hashem, Atsilos and this world are the same. There's no difference between them. Well, one is comparing them to the infinite light of Hashem, both of them, and the other is just comparing one of them to the infinite light of Hashem and the other to Atsilos. Well, let me say it this way: difference, the distance between here and Boston, is less than the distance between Boston and Australia. The distance between here and Australia, go the other way around. Is farther. Yes. But according to Arizal, Boston and Los Angeles are equally distant from Australia. Oh. So. It doesn't mean that was the heart of the point. The heart of the point is that at Silos, we may think of it as being so high that it's something. But according to what he says, you see that he considers that Silos to be closer to the light of Hashem. He does, because he says. More than this world has, in, more than this world has in common with Atsilos, uh, whatever the, the, way, the way he phrases it is that Atsilos has uh, less in common and stuff than we do with Atsilos. This is pilpo. Huh? This is pilpo. Getting pilpo, right? right. We're, going, we're getting a little, uh, a little below here. There, there is, there is something in that statement which which lends a a, a association with Atsilos and the infinite light of Hashem, albeit. Le- less in common than this world with Atsilus, but something that there's. The, let's go to our world for a second. Before we go to our world, let's, let's talk about, about just a simple, a simple idea about spiritual and physical, it's soul and body. You are happy. Because you're happy, you smile. The happier you are, the more you smile. When you're really happy, like Avram doesn't need any, anything to trigger his smile, he's full of happiness. And you, the happier you are, makes you not just smile, and makes you want to dance. And so you're, you're, would you say, okay, you need, to, you need to wrinkle your cheeks in order to be happy? No, it's the opposite. Because you're happy, you wrinkle your cheeks. 
It could be the opposite too. It could be in order to make yourself happy. You dance. Sometimes you don't feel happy, but you sing a song and you and you look at how a remel smile and you say, "Let me try to do that." And you start feeling better because just look up. You know. It, so, but in both, whether you're smiling because you're happy, or you're or you're smiling to make yourself happy, the goal is not the wrinkles on your cheeks. The goal is the feeling. The feeling is the point. Because you feel, you smile. Because you uh, want to feel, you smile. So, before the giving of the Torah, that's the point of mitzvahs at that time. The, the feeling was the world of Atzilus, the higher worlds. Yaakov is connecting with the spiritual world. Because you're connecting with the physical world, the spiritual worlds rather, that's, this had some kind of physical representation in this world that mirrored the spiritual thing he was doing in the higher worlds. But his goal wasn't the, the physical world. This was just mirroring his experience. His focus was... Let me get in touch with the higher world. Let me connect with Hashem and people out. But if you look at halacha, halacha today isn't built that way. If the goal of all the mitzvahs we do is to have a good feeling and a good connection to Hashem, halacha should have been built differently. Look at the way halacha is built. Every mitzvah has a kavana, has a spiritual meaning to it. There's a physical action of film, and there's a spiritual meaning of film. The spiritual meaning of film, as it says in the Code of Jewish Law, is to devote to God your hearts and your feelings and your thoughts. To, 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 your thoughts should be God's thoughts, your feelings should be God's, God's feelings. And yet, that devotion isn't a make it or break it in performing the mitzvah. If you don't have film for whatever reason, you are somewhere without film, and you think about the meaning of film, it's not your fault, and you want to put on film, you haven't done the mitzvah. Mitzvah Matzah. Mitzvah Matzah, it says in Sefer Achinuch, is in order to give us a sense of faith in God. It's not enough to meditate, it's to eat the Matzah. So if you meditate and you think about the meaning of Matzah, you don't actually do the eat, eat the Matzah, you haven't done a Mitzvah. What if a non-Jew takes you and he says, you are a Jew, you should eat Matzah, how dare you not eat Matzah? And he beats you up and says, okay, I'll eat the Matzah. And then you eat the Matzah half-heartedly. And after you finish eating the matzah, you're like, you know, why do we need a non-Jew to force me to eat matzah? I should want to eat matzah. I don't want to do shuva. I want to eat matzah because I want to eat matzah. I'm supposed to eat matzah. Matzah is a good thing. I want to say a bracha now eating the matzah. I want to do this the right way. Can you say a bracha on the matzah? No. You can't say a bracha on the matzah. You did it already. What do you mean you did it? You didn't want to do it. If halacha was about spiritual feelings... Halacha would have been dealt differently. Halacha is all about wrinkling your face. Halacha is all about smiling. Halacha is not about creating feelings. Why is halacha about creating the feelings? Because halacha is, was given to us after Mount Sinai. And after Mount Sinai, there's a difference, there's a different direction, the, uh, what's the word, the pendulum swinging a different way. The yardstick of what is important, what's not important is different. In our experience as human beings, what do we think is closer? This world to Hashem or at seals to Hashem? In our experience, how we feel, we feel that Silas is way closer. Because why do we feel that way? It's because we look at, we look, our yardstick is based upon the fragrance of the oil. There is the oil itself, and there's a fragrance of the oil. There is the essence of godliness, and there is a mere ray, a mere glimmer, a tiny light of Hashem. When God gave us the Torah... He said, Anochi Hashem I, my essence, I am writing and giving in the Torah. I'm giving my very self. Before the giving of the Torah, they didn't have the essence of Hashem in their mitzvahs. Hashem didn't invest himself in the Torah. He didn't invest himself in the mitzvahs. What did they have? They, before the giving of the Torah, there is the 
a ray, a tiny glimmer of Hashem's light that is a source of creation. If you're talking about a glimmer of God's light, then yes, you could say a higher world, that silos, is closer, and the physical world is farther. If you're talking about a glimmer, you're talking about the fragrance of the oil, talking of something which is, it's not the oil itself, it's not the essence of the thing, it's just the, what comes out of the thing. If you're talking about a ray of godliness, then, then, then the yardstick makes sense to how it was before the giving of the Torah, that the, that, that the spirituality was the focus. However, once God has put his essence in Torah, the whole thing switches. God wants a home in the physical world, and he wants us to do physical things. And this is the point. The point is physical mitzvahs. Whoa. How can the point be physical mitzvahs? It seems so uh, the opposite of, of what should be. God is God. is, is God. He's so holy. Shouldn't, shouldn't he be connected to an amazing feeling of love and reverence and closeness and joy? Why shouldn't we focus on the spiritual, on the soul? Why are we focusing on the physical? That question betrays a lack of knowledge of, of the amazing gift that God gave us at Mount Sinai. God gave us Himself at Mount Sinai. Compared to the essence of Hashem, Atzilus isn't closer, the physical world isn't farther. They're equally incomparable to God's essence. And it's all about God's choice. If you're talking about God's names, the first word of, of, that God used at Mount Sinai was Anochi, I. He then used the word Yudkevavke, the word Elokim. Those names of Hashem, you could talk about, compared to names of Hashem, closer, higher, farther, lower, spiritual, more spiritual is closer, more physical is farther, more distant, more comparable. That's what you're talking about God's names. But once you're talking about God's essence, he, there's nothing that has any, any, any resemblance to God's essence. Any, only God is God. I am who I am. Not, there's nothing that has anything that 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 that, that is that resembles him. He is who he is. So our connection to him is merely because he chooses to connect with us. It's about his choice, and therefore it depends upon what he chooses. Spirituality. The, the Hasidic aphorism goes like this: um, in a place where coarseness doesn't make, in a place where spirituality doesn't get you closer. Physicality and coarseness doesn't make you farther. Compared to God's essence, spirituality at seals isn't closer. And therefore, crassness and loneliness and physicality isn't farther. They're equally the same. Hashem chooses to connect with us. Hashem gave us the oil. So before the giving of the Torah, the point was the feelings. It was like you create the feelings and, and, and you're moving the, in the analogy before about this joy, you're trying to wrinkle your face to have the feelings. After the giving of the Torah, it's not that we're putting on film to create a feeling of devotion to God. There's a point of putting on film intrinsically to make this physical world a home pressure. Okay, so based on all this, it seems that there's no point in having any thoughts and feelings when you're doing a mitzvah, because the whole point is the spiritual, uh, the physical component now, what God said. However, the Talmud says, a mitzvah without concentration is like a body without a soul. God doesn't just want to have a physical home in this world. He wants to have a beautiful home. And to have a beautiful home, he wants her to be light in his mitzvahs. Yes, we connect to God's essence by actual, actual performance in the mitzvahs. Yes, we draw God's essence into the world by every mitzvah. But it's possible to do a mitzvah, and the mitzvahs bring more darkness in the world. You're doing a mitzvah because you feel like, oh, people are noticing you doing the mitzvah. But then it's possible that you're doing a mitzvah, and, and you're excited about the actual mitzvah, you have a joy and connection to Hashem. So then the mitzvah is full of light. So this then is the uh, 
is the uh, reason for a mitzvah needing to have our thoughts and feelings because Shem wants not just a home but a beautiful home. So the home itself is created by the actual performance of mitzvahs. And if Shem wants, we should add a component, we should put some soul in them as well. But what is the mitzvah? The mitzvah is a connection to God's essence. And before the giving of the Torah, it was about the spiritual, but it was about the soul. But now, the goal is the physical, the goal is what God desired, a home in the physical world. Any questions or comments? All right. Have a great day. Good. Then why is it what? Yeah, go ahead. If it's equally far, then whether we feel it or we don't feel it, whether it's spiritual or whether it's physical, it's irrelevant to us. But because not because of our Sinai, Sinai, there's a choice. There's a choice. There's a choice. God shows I want the physical message. God, God said, I want to have a home in the physical realm. I want you to draw me into the physical realm. God, God's essence chose to give us the Torah. And what's the Torah? The Torah is halacha, the physical mitzvahs. We know that this is the case because as opposed to the others, God, God told Abraham to circumcise. God told him to do this. But he also told Sinai. The oral Torah, like we were saying, is also... Even the commandments before the gift of Sinai were all about the oil, the fragrance of the oil. It wasn't the oil itself. Even the commandments that God gave us before the giving of the Torah, what didn't have the, didn't, God didn't use that word before. He didn't use the word I, I myself, Anochi. The game changer was the word he used about Sinai, I myself am giving and writing this to you. This is, uh, he says, that, what was the word Jesus said? Anochi, Anochi, first word about Sinai, I, I my essence. This is in counter-distinction to people who uh, believe that religion is all sensation and, you know, it's, right. it, you know, it's LSD experience or, you know, this or that, I feel good, we feel good, we all feel good. Yeah. There's no concrete manifestation of behavior, which leads to chaos and immorality. That's true, that's true, yeah. but there's another point over here. Even if we could live perfectly moral lives without religion, that's Derech Eretz Kamal Torah. You know, good behavior is pre-Torah. Torah is about bringing God's essence to the world. There's something otherworldly about it. It's not. It's not about just making a civilized society. It's about bringing Hashem's essence to the deal in this world from Mashiach to come.